Hello world and welcome to Hopecast, our podcast on spirituality, sexuality, wellness and queerness. This is Paul in London and we're just going to dive right into this episode because we all got together to record. Sadly, Matthew couldn't be with us, but for the others, we just kind of hung out and kept it kind of casual. So I'm going to drop us right in with Anders talking about his upcoming vacation. Um... Starting in DC actually, and then oh, down good. to around Richmond area and Virginia Beach area where Seth's parents both live, and then down to North Carolina for a little beach time with, or well, beach house time. It's not beach weather, but beach house time with some friends. Well, I wish you well. Thank you. First time in three and a half years that we go back. So yeah, it's going to be a beach, different. Sorry. Different country. Well, Virginia Beach, we're not really going to the yeah. actual Virginia Beach area. His parents are in Suffolk. Okay. So not really much better. It should be nice yeah. springy, spring-like weather for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see Richmond a little more. I've only seen my friend's printmaking studio there before, so we'll get to see the city a little. Yeah, the Museum of Fine Arts is worth visiting. Mm. All right. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I just look forward to going to Trader Joe's. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the first stop. <laughs> What's that? Is that a gay bar? It, no, it's a grocery no. store. It's a grocery store that everyone, anyone from the US who goes back, yeah. the first thing they do is go to Trader Joe's to shop. Yeah. What are you looking so, forward to picking up? So, I mean, since we're staying with friends, we can cook food and I really want to get their like frozen orange chicken. Which sounds really weird, but they have this like good frozen orange chicken. Um, but they also just, I mean, they have everything. I want to like get little snacks mostly, I think. Yeah, they have the best food. snacks and chocolate covered everything. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm remembering things now. Yes. We also always bought our coffee from there. Oh, and get the lime cashews, Thai lime cashews. Oh, so good. I don't think I've tried those. Oh, they're so good. Lots of sesame treats they have as well. Yes. Like the little stick things. So that's what's giving me hope. (laughs) Jumbo cinnamon rolls. This is the last thing I should be looking at today. Yeah. I think it's carried away. I think they're owned by the same company as what is it, Aldi and. Yeah, it's a German family that owns it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really whole, know why we don't have Trader Joe's here. I'm offended. And the whole vibe <laughs> is like, you know, the South Seas, Caribbean, yeah. Trader. Everyone's dressed in colorful shirts. The staff are great. It's very fun. Mm. Yeah. The signs are all handmade. And it's often really very random. crowded. Yeah, it's always <laughs> packed, but it's like this German family that owns it. Yeah. It's amazing branding. Well, Trader Joe's, if you're listening and would like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a neat segue into the podcast. I feel like it's lovely to see you all. And we haven't done this for a while. Uh, I'm feeling a bit husky today because I'm just getting over a cold. Um, Excuse me. Nick has a cold. Yasser has the beginnings of a cold. And Anders is protecting himself <laughs> from not getting a cold. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to like poorly cast <laughs> we're all just gonna have a big pity party oh, and see. just say how horrible it is to be unwell 
Um, Oliver is going to be joining us, hopefully, anytime soon. And I think Matthew's still on his travels, uh, last seen in Chicago, which is oh. very fancy. Mm, that's right. Yeah. So how have you all been? What is making you hopeful, apart from the idea of snacks and orange frozen chicken? <laughs> well, actually, I've, I'm just back from uh, from Berlin when uh, I went for the Stretch Festival, which is organised by the, the Gay uh, Community Centre called, called The Village. And uh, it's an amazing festival. It's um, about 150 men there. Um, it's sort of uh, open to gay, uh, bi, trans uh, people who identify as being male. So so there's a, there's a mix uh, a diversity of people who are there but it's I just love it it's it's this sort of combination of different workshops events and you can really navigate your own way through it so you say like my last day there it's three-day festival and my last day I did quite a speech heavy workshop at the beginning talking about shame and how shame is valuable and that was quite thought-provoking and then I just felt like I just want to be in my body the rest of the day. So I did a series of workshops around dancing, naked dancing, massage, uh, and just spent the day with a lot of touch and dancing and movement and contact. Uh, so, so yeah, I guess what makes me hopeful is it was it is interesting because at the same time in Berlin there was a big fetish party with all the sort of leather gear so it was great seeing all the guys just walking around the street in their leathers and sort of seeing this huge range of expression of from those of us who are all dressed a bit more like hippies at the at the uh, <laughs> festival to the sort of heavy leather guys walking along and <laughs> sort of I was just I was thinking yes this is what queer people bring to the world it's this amazing uh sort of vibrancy and um mix uh but also that there's there's people who are really yeah I mean the sad thing with the German party scene is that it is quite drug heavy um but the actual festival the three days of the festival you know it was very much about being in a conscious sober space where people were fully present to each other engaging mm. opening their hearts connecting so um so yes uh, that gives me a lot of hope mm. it's on my list to do my friend adrian has done it before and he was saying how amazing it is and i thought oh, do you know i need something like that i'm looking forward to being in some kind of queer space soon hopefully because i feel like i've been kind of secluded off just doing a lot of work so yeah that's on my list definitely to explore sounds great yeah so what's making you hopeful hmm. well being in london again it's like going through spring all over again um which i love but here it comes in fits and starts because you know it'll be gray and cold and the sun will come out and it'll be lovely, then it gets grey again. So it's never consistently spring. And this was that spot of spring. But yeah, it's it's nice. Everything is blooming quite beautifully. And the parks in London are always so lovely. So, you know, spring is hopeful for me. So it's kind of nice to go through a second spring. And then maybe I'll fly up to Scandinavia or something and have a third <laughs> spring. In, May. in three months. Three months, is it ended? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. Snowy. Yeah, it's coming there. So anyway, the sort of eternal spring is sort of nice. 
um, for, for another week. That's giving me hope as always. Do you, if you lived on a plane, could you just be in perpetual spring if you just kept moving from place to place? Is it always spring somewhere in the world? Or am I just massively undereducated? You probably could. I mean, you could probably get up close to the spring and getting close to the Arctic Circle, maybe in the middle of July. Um, so you could probably do it for about six months, but then you could fly down south, the southern hemisphere. I'm sure you can find an eternal spring. I think I'd rather have eternal winter. Just somewhere okay. chilly. That would be amazing. Just going from place to place and always being cold. That would be perfect. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I feel the opposite way. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> what's making you hopeful, Anders? Um, I think what's making me hopeful is the same thing that's giving me dread right now, but I um, have wrapped up my longest running contract and I'm looking forward to sort of testing my powers in other gigs and creativity. Um, so I'm it's really exciting it's an exciting time because I get to sort of like look around and connect with people and make new connections and revive old connections and so on which all brings me both hope and some fear but today I opt to feel hopeful about that I feel hopeful that I will have more flexibility personally and also just that I feel like there's so much community around me recently that I want to contribute to and receive as well. Um, really vague answer, perhaps, but I just love people. <laughs> How's things going at the gay gym? Good, yeah. I feel like I'm even more involved now because they've also started a foundation called Queertopia. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, that is sort of activating this queer community around here and i love that it's both a bit local and queer of course and it's just such wonderful people they just bring me hope by existing all these people involved in this so um i'm ex really excited about that that sounds really nice which has reminded me that i'm really excited and hopeful um to come to amsterdam and June. Yes. I think is it June? Yeah, I so, think it's June. <laughs> I don't know when it is. It was um one of those really nice coincidences where my sort of professional organization is holding its conference in Rotterdam. Of course, I have no idea where Rotterdam is. So I looked and thought, oh, that's kind of close to Amsterdam. So I'm gonna have a few days in Rotterdam, a few days in Amsterdam, oh, and fine. turn it into like a work kind of work slash social trip. So yeah, really excited about that. And just I think just this feeling of, I don't know, emergence, like this maybe it is spring, this kind of new shoots. And, you know, I'm coming almost to the end of my first year of being self-employed. So I'm really curious about what happens when this wheel does one revolution mm. and then what comes next. So kind of similar, Anders, I guess, in terms of going, what what might this next year look and feel like? Because I certainly couldn't have predicted this a year ago. Might be, I might go back and listen to what we were recording a year ago with me going, oh my God, I'm just, everything's going to be terrible because it's the opposite of that. So that's quite yeah. exciting. 
That is super exciting. Do you have mm-hmm. a plan for a celebration of that on the day of your one year anniversary? Well, I've booked a, a team away day for myself. So I've got the day booked out in my calendar. And I was planning on doing like a bit of a review and just in a, a conversation I was having earlier today, I was thinking it's more than a review. It's like a recontracting with myself and almost like a recommissioning of myself for the next 12 months. You know, what is it that I want to be available for? How do I want to do that? So maybe it's also a bit of repurposing or, you know, this, this just it feels all very um like a, a good possibility. I, I've tried, I think I've missed a couple of months now, actually, but I, I did try to have this lovely tradition, like once a month of just taking myself out for pink champagne and yes. a cake. And I, I haven't quite hit it every month, but that's definitely on the agenda for that day. It's just a bit of a celebration of looking back, looking forward and just enjoying the moment. It's a good, it's a really good uh, tradition, I think. Yes, I think so too. I would definitely need to put it on my calendar to remember. But I did also have a little, once I wrapped up my big contracts, I bought myself some cheap champagne and frozen pizza. <laughs> Which is great. And put myself in sweatpants and did nothing that evening. That was great. <laughs> Perfect. So given that we are kind of in this this springtime, you know, things are starting to open up and blossom a little bit. If we took it beyond what makes you hopeful at the moment, what are you wishing for for the rest of 2023? <laughs> My first thought, I you you didn't see this yes because I, I showed it when we were just chatting at the beginning. I got a uh an enamel uh design which is of this man with uh man cave written on it um so i was going to say well i'd like to use my man cave a lot more <laughs> well, <laughs> oh yes yeah i think that's a great wish <laughs> how many does it hold Oh, well, there's enough to strap one person to the bed, chain someone to, to the side <laughs> of it. And then, and then there's a few other manacles. So I, <laughs> about three or four. <laughs> so what does what does your man cave mean to you? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's it's on different levels, because I think one one level of that man cave is like um, that feeling of a place of feeling boundaried and secure um, and uh, a place where it's possible to feel uh, present and focused. It's interesting hearing you talk about your year anniversary. I I feel I'm still trying to work out how to be self-employed after sort of 15 years or something. But then I think for me, a lot of my work is more around um, connecting with the the sense of self-confidence um that undermines it that's why i like this image um uh because he looks very confident and when i actually talk to people about what i do I, it's suddenly it's like well look you've kept a, a a gay meditation group going for 13 years you've been self-employed and rent your own flat in london um it's like you know so 
I, th I guess the main thing I'd like to flip in the year ahead is the sense of actually believing in myself mm. and getting behind that and feeling that what I have actually is something uh, of value to offer rather than feeling sort of too much going into the imposter syndrome and feeling, well, I haven't really got there yet. So maybe once I've got there, I'll have something to, to share or, or that will be of value. Mm. Oh, amazing. Oliver's arrived. Hi, Oliver. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hola. Hola, Oliver. How are we all doing? Good. Can you hear you, but I can't see you. Oh. Hello. Wow. <laughs> and an umbrella at a kiosk. Look at that. <laughs> I am. I was, in a, I was in a quiet cafe, and then all of a sudden it got really busy. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to move, so. It's so good to see you. So we're just, uh, if Nick, if you don't mind, just pausing that thought for a second to welcome Oliver and then we'll come back. So Oliver, we did a, a quick round of like, what are we hopeful for at the moment? And then that's morphed into a bit of what are we wishing for for the rest of the year? But just mm. to welcome you in, like you are, you're not in Kansas anymore. And I know you were never <laughs> in Kansas, but that was just a good, a good way of saying it. Like you're not in Atlanta anymore. No, well, for the time being, no, but it's, it's, it's been, it's been an experience of, like everything that I imagine it just it's, it's, like exceeds. Are exceeds. you in Lisbon? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Yep. How is it? It is lovely. It's just so gorgeous. I've been really looking around the area that I'm living um, and I went out to Lisbon last weekend, but it was way too many people. It was Easter weekend and people were going mm. to church and seeing all the things. So I was like, you know what? I'm coming during the week when it's less busy. And it's just, it's just amazing. I'll stop smiling. It's so nice to see you just look so at home already. I know. It's, it's so crazy how easily you can just adjust to where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so is there anything that's making you particularly hopeful other than living in a new country? Um, I don't know. Just meeting new people here and getting different viewpoints is just, things are going to be good. Things are, things are, things are going to be good. When you get out of, outside of America, there's just a weight that's on America right now. And once you get out of that, it's, it's just a little bit more of a world of you where people think a lot differently and you're not succumbing to all the, all the craziness that's in the U S right now. Mm. So it's just nice to get a different point of view and, um, you know, explore other ways of life. And with that, I'm, that's what I'm hopeful for. Mm. Just understanding people where they are, you know, from all sorts of different places throughout the world. That's so cool. It's just nice to see this sun on your face. <laughs> so Anders, yes, sir. What are you wishing for for the rest of this year? Well, um, I am wishing for a lot more sort of personal creativity as well. I want to print a book maybe of all my little symmetrical drawings. I want to actually make something 
mm-hmm. physical and real um, and sort of lean into that part of my creativity as well. Because I think I've been exhausted and not really able to conceptualize doing things for myself. But then I also am wishing for more, even more of that community activation. I think last year I just thought about myself so much and got so confused and tired and exhausted. I just want to like go out and do things with other people and for mm-hmm. other people um, and just put that on the shelf for a little bit. Or not focus too much on it. What would you love to achieve through community? Nothing. Just I know that was spreading. such a shit question, wasn't it? What do you want to achieve? <laughs> I can tell it's not a job interview. That, yeah, that's totally the wrong question. I guess what I wanted to ask is what would you love to get from that? Well, it's sort of the answer is sort of that I don't want to get anything either because it's mm. that's I've tried so hard to get things mm-hmm. and I feel like I let go of that the most when I am doing something with and for a community mm. so I recognize that there's always a sort of reciprocal benefit when you're activating yourself in some way and I know there's studies talking about how you should go volunteer work do volunteer work if you're stressed or anxious and so on um but I don't really want to see it as something I'm doing for me it's there's I can be useful places and I'd like to be useful Mm. yeah nice is there anything that you want to give Well, right now I really enjoy giving of what I already do for a living. So, I mean, working with this queer gym and foundation, it's really nice to use my visual skills in that way. Um, But we'll see. I just sort of want it to go where it goes. Mm. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That sense of like connection and... But, and without any expectation, like you don't have to achieve anything. You don't have to get anything. You don't have to give anything. You just have to be part of it. My sentence for this year is let it go. So um, maybe it's connected to that. Just want to float downstream a little. Mm. I was going to say like a poo stick, but that's probably the wrong <laughs> image. That's maybe that's not something to aspire to. <laughs> Who knows? That one serves a purpose too. <laughs> yeah, sir, what would you wish for for the rest of the year? Well, yes, it's a, I was pondering that. A couple of things I'm, my landlady once is planning to sell the apartment I'm in, so I'm considering buying it from her because I like it so much. Ooh. Um, so that's sort of going back and forth because then you're like, oh, should I look for something else? Is this the thing to invest in? And, uh, but I, I don't want to move again. I've been moving quite a bit these past two years. So just this sense of, I just don't I just buy something so no one can throw me out. Um, so trying to figure that piece out a little bit, um, which will happen over the next few months, but it's been, it's been a dilemma. It's a good dilemma. That's ongoing. Um, second, continuing to, I think, deepen uh, community and connection. You know, Oliver's arrived in Lisbon, and as he'll find out, there's lots of interesting people to meet. But then after a while, you figure out whom you really want to 
be friends with and be in community with, as opposed to someone you might just want to see for a coffee occasionally. So I'm sort of in that discernment process of building deeper friendships and have, you know, wanting to have more fun, lightness, levity, laughter with people, less time online, perhaps. Mm. And then get out in the dating world a bit more and sort of poke under rocks and see if Prince Charming is hiding somewhere, you know? Get him out of hiding <laughs> to show up. <laughs> Maybe he's hiding in Nick's man cave. Yes, I'll have to go look at Nick's man cave and see what I can find there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> and uh, look, Nick just came back into the picture and he had that. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is a powerful symbol that Nick's holding up, his yeah, man cave Nick. sign. It's lovely. Nice visualization there for me. That's mostly it. And I think also growing my coaching practice some. Um, uh, this year, a little bit more back to the one-on-one -on -one, and continuing to paint and draw, which I've been doing. But it's funny, you always have to fight for what seems things you enjoy and that really connect you. And sometimes we put resistance up to the things we love most. So really making more time for painting and drawing. That's mostly it. And of course, yeah, continuing to get good at Portuguese and stay, stick with it, stick with the language through its ups and downs. I come here and uh, I sometimes just don't want to speak the language. I just want to take a break. It's so easy to be in England because you can just communicate. So there's a real ease being here. Mm. But then going back and taking a break from that and then, yeah, making my life there. I love London. I love England. I'm making, making good friends here. It sort of feels, it's always been a second home and now it feels more so because it's so close. Mm. And I was just here last month again. So it feels like, a, oh, I'm back here again. <laughs> Where am I really living? You know, I mean, I know I'm living in Lisbon, but it's nice to have a double life. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And Oliver, how about you? Do you have a wish for the coming year? I mean, you've already made huge changes. Is mm. something that you would wish for? I think, um, you know, coming to a new place, finding community and um, really getting to know the place that I live. Um, it's nice, you know, exploring the cafes that I like already and, you know, the pastry shops. But, you know, also shifting my business now, I think, you know, making the moves over here has completely shifted my view of life and what I want to do with the business and um, how instead of group stuff, I may want to do one-on-one -on -one stuff. So um, a lot of things are shifting. So I'm just wishing for the peace in the moment to explore that. Mm -hmm. It's such a theme, I think, from some of the stuff that everyone's talking about around connection, community, maybe even like purpose or possibility. I don't know, just but definitely something there about like putting feelers out, whether it's a, a potential group of people or a potential partner or somewhere to be, or I don't know, just this sense of connection. I know I'm definitely, maybe it's just because it's been winter stuff, but I, I feel like I've, I've disconnected a bit from, particularly from queer spaces and just having been so busy. So I'd love to have more time in those spaces and maybe discover some new ones as well. Like it doesn't even have to be the old spaces, but just to find find new places for connection. 
So I'm, I'm excited to do that. And also recognising, and maybe it's just because it's kind of the end of this first year, just recognising like a tiredness, even though I just had a week off, but then spent most of it with a cold. So it's that, it's like, how do I create a bit of space to do some of that wishing and dreaming and imagine, excuse me, imagining, um, because I don't give myself time to do that when I'm so busy. Someone just told me about a gay or queer dance space because the the London Five Rhythms um, finished months ago. It was one of the things that didn't really come back after the pandemic. And I've, I've really yeah. missed that. Mm. You know, be a couple of times a month I, I could go and I knew it was every week, but, you know, whenever I felt like moving, I could go. And there is something about, I've been reminded of it being back in Berlin. You know, there's something about being in a gay, queer space um, that, that feels different to if you're having to navigate, is this a straight guy and he's not going to want to dance with me? Or is there like, what's the, what's the dynamic here? Um, which I've had when I've been to other Five Rhythms groups where, you know, I've we've been told to turn and take a partner and I've turned to the man who was near me and then he's walked across the floor to, to, to go and join a different partner uh, and a female, wow. which I mean, fair enough. I mean, but it, it just, I, I remember that that was about 10 years ago, but it meant the whole dance. I felt I was back in the school playground mm -hmm. uh, feeling as if am I really included here? Am I, can I show myself here? It's like, so, um, so yes, a friend suggested this, so I, I can I can take you along, Paul. And yes, sir, if you're in London, <laughs> um, it won't be this week because this week I'm just going to spend a week in bed. But um, that that I I'm quite keen to go and explore that. So what kind of dancing do they do? And also, I just have to reveal an assumption. I thought Five Rhythms was a queer thing. And I don't know why, I just thought, oh, that's such a queer thing to do, is just turn up and just like dance around. So when you said it wasn't, I, I thought, oh, I've made such an assumption there. I just thought that was obviously something that queer people would claim for ourselves. No, no, it was the London group was the only queer, gay, uh, five rhythms group in the world, I think. Uh, there might really? be one in but yes yeah when Gabrielle Roth came to visit it she she made a point of saying she'd come to visit you know, this was the only five rhythms group uh, that there was so I know people really missed it when it went and yeah. but it seems I don't know I need to ask this friend what this group is and, and what type of dancing they do so but it's usually sort of hippie shit so you know it's like just letting yourself move and uh, respond to the music and express yourself through movement or just standing there becoming fascinated by your hands and fingers as you move to, to, to the music. And um, I had a lovely dance where uh, one of the other men in the space was dancing with his hands and he was just like really fascinated by his hands and I, I i took my hands to meet his and and then we were just moving our hands as if they were a couple of butterflies sort of 
playing in the sunlight and, and it was just this and he had this real childlike smile on his face there was something that is so beautiful because he was just in in this moment of bliss where it's like hey look at my hands <laughs> and, and then being able to witness that and join it and, and play with it yeah well you know i did it i did it too in the u.s but yeah it was a it wasn't a gay group per se it was mixed um probably mostly straight people, but I think it does attract queer men. But you do have five actual rhythms. You have like a flowing, a staccato, stillness, pulsing. I mean, they're five named rhythms mm. uh, that correspond in some way to our energies. And so with the music, you go through and then they switch through each rhythm. Okay. And so you move through those into, you know, different states. And so it's very somatic and freeing, mm. but there's a there's sort of a method to her madness. It's it's not random, but it's a lot of fun. Mm. And I think there have been some queer ones online like during the pandemic um, in London, but I yeah. don't do those. It's so much more fun in person. Yeah, I did join it. I think Bodhi was doing it. They got the man who who, who runs the face to face one ran mm. it. He did have some online. But um, it's interesting how um, people seem to have struggled to really come back to, to in-person things in some mm. cases. So, so I, uh, I knew nothing of this, but uh, obviously you did. Um, so the five rhythms make up a wave and they are right. flowing, staccato, chaos, lyrical and stillness, the original yeah. Spice Girls. And... I, so, because there's five of us in the room, like, what would your rhythm be at the moment? Anders, are you flowing? Are you staccato? Are you chaos? Are you lyrical? Or are you stillness? I think today I'm chaos. <laughs> <laughs> today I'm chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That vibes with me. Oliver, which are you? You seem not chaos. Definitely flowing right now. Flowing, nice. Yeah. Yes, sir. Where are you? A bit more stillness. How about you, Nick? It's stillness as well, mainly because I just want to lie down and sleep. So. Mm. <laughs> I don't understand what it means, but I'm drawn to staccato. Does that like? Mm. Is that like start and stop? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely where I am today. Lots of like, do this. Oh, move to that. Go and do this. Go and do that. Yeah. Actually, I think I, it's weird, like, seeing this, I think I'm craving a bit of chaos. As you were describing that, the dancing and the butterfly, I thought, oh, I need a bit of weirdness. Mm. Things feel very normal at the moment. Mm. So maybe I could wish for some weird. <laughs> a wish for weirdness. That's nice. A wish for weirdness, but not too weird, not like, you know here's another pandemic but just weirdness enough that that maybe breaks my rhythm of normality mm -hmm. i had the, that just reminds me i had back when i was a teen and i was very involved in the church up north um we would do these weeks call, called 24 7 prayer and it would be that like a person would um go and spend an hour in prayer at the church and you would like take turns uh and so it was one of those weeks and i was like really 
uninspired and I was just like dear god I need a surprise that was like all I asked for and I don't like surprises so that was weird for me and so I got to the my my prayer slot at the church and the person before me was this woman who's very standoffish and just kind of like she wasn't someone who necessarily was very I don't know she wasn't unfriendly but she wasn't the friendliest and I got there and she was just like can I give you a hug <laughs> I was so out of character for her and I was just like here's my surprise and that was a small one maybe that's what you need a little hug from mm. a stranger and I love that you said you hate surprises because I fucking hate surprises and yet I feel like there are things that you should like but I'm I was writing about it today, actually, ironically, mm. a bit of synchronicity about how I hate surprises. And yet here I am living a life where all of my work is a surprise. I don't know what's going to be in my inbox when I open it. And yet I hate them. So I love that there's someone else who hates surprises. <laughs> I feel like people who like surprises are people who are just naturally like fun, you know, like, oh, yeah, life is just a big adventure. Whereas I'm like, no surprises. Thank you very much. <laughs> The dread I feel when someone texts me that they're in my city or neighborhood and request a coffee. And I'm just like, but I I was already gonna do nothing interesting. Uh, I've I've gotten better at that and I do appreciate it sometimes. But uh, so if I come to Amsterdam and text you for coffee, you're going to give me a, a week or two's notice. <laughs> okay you like yeah. fair warning yeah Don't just be like surprise i'm outside <laughs> yeah yeah it's no, i mean i get, I, that. I get that. The, the surprise of like the internet dropping out when i sat down to watch tv that's enough of us like that's not a good surprise either i'm just like <laughs> now i have to make a different plan <laughs> That reminds me of another wish, actually, and I don't know if we can make this happen, but it feels like the we as a collective are getting slightly closer geographically. I wonder if we could actually be all in the same space at some point. Maybe not. Maybe let's not be over ambitious to say by the end of 2023, but maybe by this time next year that we've all got together somewhere. Hope cast on stage. <laughs> on stage, of course. Hope cast on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can make it work. I mean, yeah. Oliver and I are very close. Anders is not too far. We can just draw geographical lines from each of us and find the central point, which is probably an English channel somewhere. Um, but yeah, we could go on Spain. a ferry. Yeah. <laughs> but it does feel like, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Matthew's going to come home at some point, but, you know, for Nick and Matthew and I in London, that's pretty easy to get anywhere. So it just feels like there's just a like a coming together. Maybe that's the community we're seeking. It's just to be all in the same space and make that happen. And you've made it so much easier, Oliver, by like changing continents. So <laughs> yes, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, look, he's done all that. The least we can do is all get together now. Yeah. Yeah. At least meet him halfway. <laughs> Go to Amsterdam and have a shared mushroom journey. You know, I oh, that could be fun. That could be very fun. I'd love. Both. God, look at him. I'm going no fucking way, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that'd be great." <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can record it. <laughs> There's a lot of guided, guided sessions here, really, that I think are 
safer than just popping a shroom and heading out. Someone recommended, someone really wants me and my husband to do shrooms while our dog is at home. They're like, it's going to be such a good energy around you. And I'm just like, have you met my dog? He is all, all anxiety and judgment. <laughs> the dog is oh dear yeah. maybe the dog needs some mushrooms yeah that's true he has tried cbd they say I, it works i love it he dogs. has tried cbd what <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you take himself out and buy some uh, or well, is it like we yeah made exactly him try it. <laughs> we made him try it it was fine at home it wasn't so great when he was outside oh bless him he's probably like what the fuck is going on yeah did they do like um kids doses of mushroom i mean not kids doses like no don't, don't go and give kid mushrooms to kids but do they do like gentle versions yeah. microdosing so I it suppose. wouldn't be like a full-on you know slap in the face could i do like a i don't know the coward's version well for for microdosing i think you kind of have to do it for a while for like a week or two right before you get much of a soothing effect so it oh, would okay. just have to be like a smaller serving is my oh. assumption yeah uh the way they're using it therapeutically at the moment in clinical settings is about a three and a half gram dose um and so um i've uh, so a two gram dose would give you a lighter experience and, and you could do a one gram dose and it would probably just alter your vision a little bit and it would be like colours would become a bit more intense. Um, so, uh, and that's one way to go, you know, to sort of start with a lighter dose, just let yourself know it's it's all okay you know nothing t too dramatic is going to happen and then you can just dive a little deeper and a little deeper and certainly give me 10 grams now in my face <laughs> and like imagine us all meeting together for the first time and just being off our faces on mushrooms i mean that i don't know if that would be too much too soon i swear just, i've seen stories like that in amsterdam you see you see all kinds of things oh we had a moment that must have been shrooms but we our first year here i think sat in fondle park the big park and had our dinner takeout in the sunset and there was this man who was just there were so many people around just like crowded but there was just this man super slowly just walking backwards through the park <laughs> just looked really serene and was just like slowly making his way through this field backwards <laughs> there was like no there wasn't euphoria necessarily but he just seemed very at peace mm. well maybe we should try that when we come to Amsterdam walk backwards in the park I mean, I that thinking... little foraging trip <laughs> yeah, even without much try that now. yeah exactly just mm. a bit of weirdness in day-to-day -day life just go and walk backwards for a bit yeah Amsterdam is a great city. You are all welcome to visit. We're on our way. Actually, no, because you're as, leaving. As long as three weeks in advance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to the U.S. on Tuesday for two weeks. So uh, it'll have to be after that. Yeah, you're welcome to come and visit, especially when I'm away. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. 
And we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Hopecast. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on our socials at Hopecast Podcast. Please leave us a review and a rating, five stars only, anything less is homophobic. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.